Good morning, family. I, I want to recognize that I think we are in a particular moment in space where we've just, it's like the Father's opened up a space for us to be in His presence. And uh, I'm going to minister into that with the word this morning, but I want to just make sure that we're all just capturing that that's the space where we are in. But before I, I share the word, I, we've just become aware, just two things that I want to just touch on quickly is just become aware that there's been a number of, of people in our community that um, lost their lives, uh, particularly over Christmas Day and around that time, and we just want to recognize some of them. And, and uh, some, there's others probably that we're not aware of, that we don't know of, and uh, so we just generally wanted to also just give our condolences to anyone that lost loved ones during this, uh, over this holiday time and the festive season. We're thinking today of Andre Dreckmeyer, uh, who's been part of Hatfield since the Brooklyn Anderson Street years, and has supported our church plants over the years um, here at Hatfield uh, since 2018. Um, and so we so uh, just think of their family, the Dreckmeyers. Um, we 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 also aware of Believe Lepazzi, who Believe was a young person who volunteered within our worship family, recently returning back to Hatfield and Pretoria and, and uh, was scheduled to actually play and uh, lost his life uh, recently and we just think of their family. Carl Williams, who was a shepherd in our community for the last 15 years, just we think of the Williams family also in this time. Marie-Louise van Veek, who's been a Hatfield member for 42 years. Um, we just recognize and we will miss her. And then lastly, just as we just want to mention some of these, uh, Walla Falusi, who's been a, a volunteer at C4G with our children since 2019. Andre Carl, uh, Marie-Louise, all passed away on Christmas Day, which you can imagine is difficult for the family. So we just give our condolences to them and any others that have lost loved ones during this time. And we trust the Lord for his grace and his kindness towards you. I've also felt that it would be appropriate for us today to pray um, particularly, first of all, for the situation in uh, Israel with Palestine and just to pray for the Lord's grace in that situation, but also for just conflicts that seem to be escalating all around the world at the moment. So I'm going to ask you if you wouldn't mind standing with me as I pray a prayer, and if you wouldn't be in a bit of an intercessory mode, you're going to sit for a while now and listen in any case to me speak, so this is a good opportunity to stand, and, 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 but be in a bit of a, like, let's lean into the praying, and I'm going to pray, but I would love for you to agree with me in this prayer and to stand together and trust the Lord for just His grace in our world in this time. So, so let's pray together. Dear Lord Jesus, we come to you today and there's a heaviness in our hearts. Our hearts are burdened by what we have heard and seen and what we know is happening particularly in Israel and Palestine with the senseless loss of life of so many people, Lord. Thousands that have lost their lives. Thousands that are displaced, living in fear, living in loss at this point in time. And all we can do is look at that and say, Holy Spirit, come and be the comforter. We pray for your presence in Israel and Palestine. For the people of that part of the world, we pray, let them get to know that you are the Prince of Peace. That you love all people. That you are for all mankind. That this invitation that we're experiencing today, this sense of your presence that we are experiencing here today, you extend to all people. And we pray for that message that the love of God would conquer in that situation, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. 
We also recognize what's going on in Yemen, Father, and the escalation there. We, we think of Ecuador and South America, Lord. There's so many parts of the world right now and the ongoing conflict in the Ukraine where it just seems, Lord, that the enemy is trying to pull this world apart and pull us as your people apart. But Lord, your word says that we can take every thought captive and make it obey Jesus Christ. And so, Father, we want to stand against every radical ideology, Father. Every militant, every uh, ideology that is trying to harm, kill, steal, and destroy, and to separate people. We stand against those ideologies today. Every space where there's nationalism, Lord, that is rising up at this time, wanting to destroy, we, we bring them under subjection of the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And we pray, Lord, that your truth will reign supreme in this world in Jesus' name. That whether it is Jew or Gentile, Father, whether it is Muslim or atheist, that all men will know that you are the King of Kings, that you have died and sent your Son for all people, and that it is your plan for all to experience your kingdom, to live in your love and to live in your grace. And we pray for that today, Lord, in this year, that more than ever, we will see your hand moving and that people will come to salvation and not just come to salvation, but that your kingdom will be established on earth as it is in heaven, your kingdom of love, your kingdom of peace. And we thank you for that and we trust you for that. And we pray for our fellow brothers and sisters that are in those areas, Lord, and we pray for your strengthening of them, that they will be the salt and the light in really difficult circumstances. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. And can we all say together, amen, amen. and amen and amen. We really trust the Lord and pray that even in our own nation in this year with elections, that it would be a time where godly leaders will be raised up with, with thinking that is in line with that which is God's principles and his kingdom. As I was praying for today and over the holiday time and just considering what is it that is on the Lord's heart for us as a community for 2024, I felt the Lord speak to me and it's, this, this message of the year normally is a, is a bit of a sort of just an alignment message of saying this is what we believe God is busy saying to us as a community. So today I'm going to just share a bit around that. It's, this is not going to be a teaching of any, of, of any great depth, but really just a sense of I believe this is what God's saying to us and what he's inviting us to respond to. And to me, that word invitation is a very important word. And it's so great this morning how we've stepped into a place. And thank you for Debbie and for the team that facilitated that so well, where we, where we come to a father that says, come, come. How many of you know that sometimes a father says, come? Have you ever experienced that? Have you ever done that as a dad? Come in our house. Come here. Have you ever? Nobody? You know what that's like? Isn't it great that today we didn't experience a come here, but we experienced the Father standing with arms open wide, with hands in a broad place saying, come, come. And I want to remind us that it is God's preferred way to work with us, to interact with us, is this invitation where he opens up a space, and though he's got every right to demand, he's even got the power to force, to subject, to make us. He doesn't. He invites. He gives us the right to even reject his invitation.
But he keeps on inviting, saying, come, come. And this morning, I believe the Lord is inviting us. And the invitation to me has this sound to it or this idea to it. As I was praying, I felt the Lord start speaking to me about the word step, step. And so the title of today's message is Step Into 2024. And I believe it's an invitation of the Father coming to say, step into 2024. I'm inviting you to step in. I'm opening up a space, step in. And the wonderful thing about an invitation is always when the invitation is given, it requires a response. It requires an RSVP. Isn't that wonderful nowadays? We do it via WhatsApp. Then you get this invitation to something and then it says RSVP by this date and yet we fail to RSVP. It has become so easy. Some people will even send you a thing like, you know, on WhatsApp, that function, and all you have to do is tick a little thing, and then you're done. And yet we still fail to do it. Isn't it wonderful? But every invitation requires a response. And the Father is saying to us, come, step. Step into 2024. Step into what I have for you. Now, the amazing thing about this invitation of God is that it's an invitation to become co-laborers with him. God is this all-powerful, magnificent, all-knowing, all-loving, ever-present God that actually needs no one or needs nothing. Yet, he invites you and me and he says, come and work with me. I need you to work with me. Now, he doesn't really need me to work with him, but he wants me to work with him. He chooses to have me work with him, as 1 Corinthians says, that we are co-laborers with God. What an amazing invitation that God says, I'm, I'm doing great things and I want to do great things across the earth. I want to establish my kingdom, but I want to do it with you. I want you to co-labor with me. And therein is the invitation that says, come, come and be part of this. I don't know about you, but have you ever been part of a team project it's become all the rage nowadays in education, for instance, that, that whether it's at varsity or at school, you know, that they constantly have work teams, you know, have to work together on projects. And sometimes that can be wonderful, but often it's terrible. How many of you, you know, have experienced, or, or perhaps it's at work when there's a project to be done and they say, okay, we're going to form a team and the team's going to get the project done and you go, oh, and then the first thing you think is, who's going to be on my team with me? Because the success of this whole thing depends on who's with. Because normally when you get up, divided up into some team for a project or a group, you know, and then you always realize, okay, there's going to be the one person in the group that's not going to do anything. they just great. They love teamwork because that means they can just, their marks will rely on you. And they're very happy to just sort of, you know, do as little as possible. Or you'll have the other person with the weird ideas. Isn't it great when you've got the person that decided, divided into your team and they think this is their chance to get all their weirdest ideas to be put on the table and to get some suckers to actually do their wonderful ideas. Like perhaps your project is, listen guys, we need to freshen up our offices at work and so we're gonna put a team together to think about you know, what we're gonna make this workspace look like and this person comes along and says, I think neon green is the color. And then you go... Or you sometimes end up in a group with a person that, that has always been longing to be in charge of something. And this is their chance. 
and they're gonna tell everybody what to do and they're gonna organize it all. Do you recognize any of them? Are you some of them? <laughs> Husbands, wives, just, you know, friends, just lean over and say, that's you. You don't have to say which one, but one of them's you. It's, you know, so sometimes we co-labor with others and it's not so great. But imagine, imagine co-laboring with God. Because I don't think God's lazy. I don't think God's gonna do as little as he possibly can. I don't think God has got all these weird and wonderful ideas that are not practical and can never work. And it's just, you know, or, or God's just gonna have an opinion that doesn't actually wanna do anything about it, he just wants to offer his opinion. I don't think God is gonna dominate everything. God has this amazing way to work with us and bring forth out of us, as the Bible talks about, that this treasure that is in earthen jars of clay. When God invites me and he says, come and work with me, be a co-laborer with me, it's an invitation to actually go further than I've ever thought possible. It's an invitation for the more than what I have ever in my wildest dreams have thought is possible. God is saying, come, I want to co-labor with you. I want to work with you. And I believe that's what the Lord is saying to us in this year. He's saying, step in. Step into 2024. And I want to divide that step in into three sections. And the first one is, I believe the Lord is saying, step in. Then I believe the Lord is saying, step closer. And then I believe the Lord is saying, step out to us as a community. Now, with any invitation that comes towards something that is more or further or getting something done, there's always a challenge inherent with it, isn't there? There's always something challenging that's going to come. So the Lord Jesus invites us in a scripture like Matthew 4 verse 19. He says, come, follow me, and I will send you out to fish for people. This is Jesus talking generally to those guys that he asked to come and be his friends and be his disciples and be his closest followers that would walk with him until his crucifixion and be the ones that would witness who he is and what he does and begin to work with him and lay the foundation of this project of seeing his kingdom further established and, and fulfilled in its establishment on this earth. He says to them, come, come follow me. Here's the king of the universe. The God who created everything, these very guys that he's saying, come, he made them, yet he doesn't make them come and follow him. He says, come, choose, choose to follow me. And if you follow me, your life will be made to operate in a different space than you've ever done before. You used to just fishing to survive. I will make you become somebody that will have influence and that will change the world. You will affect people's lives if you follow me. Now, Jesus is standing before every one of us today. And, and again, we, we saw this. We, we heard this come down through the music ministry and the time of worship that Jesus is saying, come, come follow me. Come. And I will do something with your life that is more significant than what you ever imagined. I have more for you. Now, more doesn't necessarily mean you used to drive a Volkswagen and now God wants you to drive a Mercedes. I know that's what some of you think more means. Nothing wrong with the Volkswagen, amen? Praise the Lord. No, what more means is Jesus is saying, I want to I put your life in a greater space that you can give more glory to me. That through your life, I can be made known even more than ever before. 
Now, if that includes driving a Mercedes, then bless you. I don't know how that works. But God is saying, I have more for you. I want, I want to take you from this level to this level, as he said to these disciples. Come follow me. But how many of you know and have learned in life that nothing worth doing doesn't come with its own challenges? Doesn't come with something that has to be overcome. And so when we hear the invitation, we must always know that the invitation brings with it a little bit of challenge. Something that I'm going to have to rise up to. Like I said earlier, the invitation requires a response. And so I believe the Lord's saying to us in 2024, I want to do good things, but you need to step in. Therein lies the challenge. You need to respond. You need to step into what I have for you. Jesus said to his disciples, for instance, these same guys that he called, he said in Matthew 16, he says, whoever wants to be my follower, my disciple, must deny themselves, take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. Jesus says, I want to do great things with your life. But that requires that you actually give up on trying to do great things with your life in your own strength. Which in a way is like you saying, Lord, I'm going to stop being the driver and I'm going to hand over the steering wheel to you. And you're going to be the one that will determine from now on what greatness and, and your glory will look like in my life. I'm not going to be the one that will be the decision maker anymore. I'm going to give that to you. So perhaps the picture is, Lord, I'm going to move from the driver's seat and I'm going to give you the driver's seat. But what that means is not, Lord, I'm now going to go lie on the back seat and I'll be asleep while you're driving. Because I'm co-laboring. So perhaps the picture is more, he's the one in the driver's seat, but you're right there with him in, this, in the passenger seat. And you are there participating, working with, making the decisions. Perhaps sometimes having a discussion with him about where is it that we're going? What is God saying? How are we doing that? When we were driving back from holiday now uh, in December, uh, we drove... It's about a 16-hour trip uh, with towing the caravan, and uh, so I drove all the way. So I was in the driver's seat, and the great thing is the driver determines the music. <laughs> Amen? Amen. Because the driver is the one that has to stay away. So I could determine the music, but then the front seat was reserved for whoever its job was to rotate through the rest of the family to keep me focused, awake. And as a person that doesn't drink coffee, I need people to help me stay awake. And so they would rotate through and be very actively part of this experience of getting us home safely. So you are co-laboring with God, invested, involved, engaged. And I believe that's why the Lord is saying to us, step in, step in. I want to go somewhere with you, but you need to step in. And, and I say that particularly in the light of the last couple of years. I think since 2020, how many of you remember February 2020? Uh, let me ask you a different question. How many of you remember January 2020? The year started and we were all excited. Hey, five-year plans and everything. We sorted. We're ready to go. I, I love asking people the question, are you ready for this year? If you ask people in 2020, nobody was ready. But 2020 happened, covid and, and it feels like, and, and, and commentators, social commentators, people that look at these things will tell you that it's like we've been in a bit of a holding pattern for these last 2020, 21, 22, 23, for like four years. We've been in a bit of a transition phase. 
First, we had the COVID things to deal with and life took on a very different form. And then as we were coming out of COVID, people had to decide, now what's life going to be like? How am I going to live? And lots of people make big decisions about where they're gonna live, how they're gonna live, how busy they're gonna be, what they're gonna do, what they're not gonna do. And in 2023, we were in a space of trying to figure out what does life look like? But I believe now, 2024, we need to step in. We need to get going. We need to move forward. We need to stop hanging around on the outskirts. Stop thinking, you know, I'm just gonna wait and see what happens. I'm just gonna, just, just, you know, I'm scared to step in. In Matthew 11, Jesus says the following, this very well-known verse, he says, come to me. Again, an invitation, come to me, come. And, and particularly this verse, I don't think is, come. It's come, come to me, come to me. All you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. It's noticeable. Jesus isn't saying come into a place of doing nothing. He's not saying come, there's no burden. He's saying come, my burden is easy. My burden is light and my yoke is easy. What does he mean by that? He's saying when you try to do it in your own strength, the way of religion, it will kill you, you will burn out, and it's because it's not possible. But what I am inviting you to, it's possible. You can get it done if you learn from me, if you walk in my rhythms, if you walk in my grace, in my strength. I will do things that you have never thought possible, but it's not in your strength, it's in my strength. So come, come, come in. Perhaps you've been one of those people that for the last while and have been even last year in a position of just hanging around on the outskirts, just looking, trying to see, making, trying to figure out what is your next step. Sometimes we're hesitant to step in. And sometimes we're hesitant to step in because we don't know what we can trust. And particularly in the world we live in and particularly post-COVID, we have a bit of a trust crisis in the world. We don't know. With fake news and deep fakes and everything going on, we don't know what we can trust. We, we almost live our lives now with a, with a disposition of distrust. We come to anything and we first think the worst of it. We think negative, particularly of things that, that has any form of organization or structure or leadership or people to it. We, we distrust and we go, I don't know if I can trust this. Can I trust that person to be what they say they are? And so we, 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 we don't want to come in because we, we don't know if we can trust. And I understand that. Sometimes we don't want to come in. We don't want to step in because we've been burnt. But many people said this to themselves during the COVID years is, I'm never going to go back to the way it was before COVID. I was too busy. I did too much. And many people even said that about their church lives. And their, and their religious, uh, not religious lives, their, their Christianity, they were, I'm not, I'm not gonna, it was too much. So I was burnt. And so during, during these four years, we've had a lot of movement, migrations of people. People have been moving around. They, they almost developed this thing in our Christianity, in our spirituality, that we're not, gonna, we're not gonna settle anywhere. We're just gonna be permanently moving because if we settle somewhere, then we could 
be burnt out again. So we don't want to burn out. We just want to keep it loose, loosey-goosey. You know, we just want to, where the wind blows, and we love that, that verse, the Holy Spirit is like the wind. So now the Christian must just be like the wind. I'm just blowing here and there. Nobody can get a handle on me. Nobody can do anything with me because I may be here today, but I'm gone tomorrow. You know, I'm just, oh, I'm moved by the Spirit. And, and we have this, I mean, it's been phenomenal if you watch the worldwide statistics of what's been going on with churches. I mean, it's like a third of my congregation used to be your congregation, and a third of my, your congregation is now my congregation, and people have just moved. And I believe the Lord is saying, step in. Step in. I understand. Perhaps you did get hurt. I'm not saying ignore that. I'm just saying, Holy Spirit, I need, to, I need to not be held captive by that. Sometimes we don't want to step in because we, we say this thing. We say life's too short. And I, and I understand that logic. Life's too short to be in a place that's not going to be the right for me. Life's too short to be in a place that's, that's not good enough for me. I, I agree. I completely understand that. You know, it's like my, my, my children's generation, you know, th- they send out invites like, hey, I'm turning 18. You know, I, I'm going to celebrate my 18th birthday on such and such a date. And here, you, you know, create a WhatsApp group. I mean, it's so easy today. I mean, who does pen and paper anymore? Just create a WhatsApp group. Invite all their friends, like 30 friends. I'm going to celebrate. Why don't you come and celebrate with me? Just let me know by this date, like two days before the time, because my mother needs to buy Rue Kuldrank. You know, she needs to buy cold drink and she needs to prepare. They never respond. And if they respond, it's, I hope to be coming. Because I'm not going to commit because just now something better comes along. And I don't want to miss that because I've committed to this. And then I want to, sorry, younger generation, I love you. But I want to strangle some of them. Because then we've bought food for 30 people and 10 arrive. Because they found something else that they thought would be nicer to do. I know, I understand, life's too short. But can I say this? Life's too short to always be waiting also. To always be hoping for something better to come along. Life's too short. I've got one life. One life. I've got 10 years left of my working life. I can't sit around anymore going, well, you know, perhaps something better is going to come along. Imagine a little seed in a bottle or in a, in a, in a packet. And the seed goes, the, the guy wants to take the seed and plant it. He says, no, no, no. Does that ground have enough nutrients in it? Does it have enough water? I'm not sure. I don't know if I can trust the ground. So I, no, don't plant me. Or, or don't you think there's better ground? And if I wait a while, I can be planted in that ground instead of this ground. And so we can wait our whole lives and be in the bottle or in the jar or in the packet in some body's drawer or basement somewhere and never achieve anything because we're waiting. I think the Lord is saying, step in, step in. The righteous steps of the, of the, the Lord directs the steps of a righteous man. I have found it in my life so often. I take the step of faith, then the Lord begins to direct me. I was going this direction, then he t- takes me in that direction. But if I didn't take the first step, I'd be waiting till today. Amen? Step in. Step in. It's possible that you have been wanting to think about, should I become a Christian? I want to tell you it's time to make a decision. 
step in. The Lord's invite. He's not demanding. He's not going to give up on you. He's not going to stop inviting, but he's going to. But I believe every invitation requires a response. And sometimes a delayed response is the same as a rejection. Step in. Here I am, Lord. Step into relationship with Jesus. Step into community. Perhaps you've said, I'm done. Church, I understand that. And again, I, I, I really have compassion for that. But can I encourage you, don't just say that, do something with it. Help, ask the Holy Spirit to help you deal with that so that you don't miss out on the opportunities that God has for you. Step in. Step into the more he has for you. Step into being a co-laborer with the Lord Jesus. Be the person that says, here I am, Lord. I report for duty. Present. Here I am. Don't be the person where the Lord, you know, you know how many, some of the young people will remember that old, that video. A.A. Aaron. How many of you remember that guy? Present. And reading the names in the roll call. And the Lord reads your name and he goes, I know he's not going to be here, but I hope today's the day he's going to be here. And he reads your name and silence. And then he carries on to the next name. I want my name, when the Lord says, Louis, prison, I'm here, ready, step in. The next one is step closer. This is the amazing thing about our Lord. There's always more. You can all, if you've served the Lord for 50 years or 60 years or 120 years or however long it may be, guess what? You've still got a whole lot to get to know about who God is. And therefore, he can always invite us to step closer. Come on, step closer. Psalm 63 says the following, it's verse one. You, God, are my God. Earnestly I seek you. I thirst for you, my whole being longs for you in a dry and parched land where there is no water. This is this amazing thing about Christianity. Like, like I'm, I'm a Christian, I've been a Christian since like, you know, what, 40 something years now. I've intentionally served the Lord. So in some sense you can say, I found him. But guess what, I'm still thirsting for him. I'm still looking for him. I'm still desiring him every day. I go, Jesus, thank you for what I know about you, but I want to know more. I want more, Lord Jesus. I have a thirst that cannot, in a sense, be satisfied. But I thirst for you. We sang it this, this morning. Because there's nothing like you. You're an all-consuming fire. I want more of you. And the invitation of the Lord this year is, step closer. Perhaps up until now, you've been, you've been there, but the Lord is saying, come on. I need you to step closer. And we're going to spend quite a bit of time this year in our preaching about talking about knowing God better and how, what does that look like and how do we get to know him better. But the Lord's inviting us to step closer. And that's not so easy sometimes. You know, because the reality is God cannot be closer to you than what he is right now. Do you believe that? Come on, you don't look convinced. James 4 says the following, he says, come near to God and he will come near to you. Now when we read it in that translation, it sounds like I'm here, God's over there, 
If I take one step towards God, God will take a step towards me. Now, the reality is, God cannot become closer to you than what he is. Because God is unchangeable. Nothing changes him. So, what that scripture actually means more is this. How many of you know sometimes I'm looking for somebody because I'm looking that way and I'm like, where is my wife? And then I turn around, oh, yes she is because she's standing right here. But I was looking that way. And so I thought she wasn't with me. And there she was. Or the worst thing is I thought she was with me and then she wasn't. You know, how many of you have ever done this? You're walking in the shopping, like in the shop and you think it's your wife and you take her hand and you've got this other lady going, ah! And you're like, oh, so sorry. And at that moment, the congregant was just there to take a video. And then it gets plastered on YouTube. Pastor Louis having an affair with a very shocked woman. Wait, the scripture says, come near to God and he will come near to you. He's near. He's right there. He is closer than a lover, the scripture says. And no matter what I do or don't do, he cannot move further away from me. He is near. I'm just not aware of his presence. That's why Robbie this morning said, we have to take it serious to recognize his presence. Because he's here. I want to come near to him. Now, it's not easy. Because there's many things that comes in the way of me getting near to him. And perhaps you're saying, yes, pastor, I hear you. And I want to come near. But, you know, I've tried it before, but I just... It goes well for a while and, and then I, I lose steam and I can't get closer. Perhaps you hear church this morning with a decision to say, I'm going to come to church more often. Now, coming to church is not going to do it for you, but it is a, in its totality, but it is a great part of sustaining a relationship of closeness with God because we're made for a community of faith. But you know, you've tried it before and sort of by February, you're like, oh, I can't do this anymore. Let me tell you, you will not come nearer to God because you have to. You'll come nearer to him because you want to. Now, how do you want to? And I think that's where James helps us. So I want to give us quickly three steps that James helps us to step closer. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Grieve, mourn, and wail. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourself before the Lord, and he will lift you up. Now, that sounds quite heavy, but let me, let me just outline quickly to you what I think he's saying to us. He's saying, step closer. You begin to step closer to develop a heart that wants to be with God. With First of all, the first thing you do is you present yourself. You make it your habit to present yourself to the Lord. It's like you, you know, I have an appointment, a standing appointment with God. Like in our team here, I've got standing appointments with leaders that I see them every so often. It's a standing appointment. Some days we've got nothing to say to each other, but it's our standing appointment. Unfortunately, it doesn't happen very often, but they are those days. But we have a standing appointment. We present ourselves to each other. And so I want to have a standing appointment with God where I come and say, Lord, here I am. And I think a standing appointment with God needs to be daily. Where in whatever way, shape, or form, you come daily and you say, here I am, Lord. Here I am. I've heard your invitation. and I just want to say, here I am. Speak to me. Speak to me through Scripture. Speak to me. But 
Perhaps you've not been able to do that. Just plan. Five minutes a day. Today we have so many apps that can help you do that. That like a couple of minutes a day. Just come, Lord, here I am. It's not going to change your life immediately, but you keep doing that. You will see your heart beginning to want to be with the Lord. How many of you remember when you were in love? Now, husbands, don't raise your hands now. Because that was a loaded question. You should say, I don't remember because I'm still in love. <laughs> Amen. But remember when you were like head over heels in love with somebody? You'd visit them and then go home and phone them and be another hour with them on the phone. Till your parents said, it's enough now. Because when the more you want, the more they are with them, the more you want to be with them. And that's what God wants to do with us. He's inviting us. And our spirit wants to respond. So I present myself. Then the second thing is I wash myself. Now I say myself because it's my response to say, Lord Jesus, thank you for the blood and wash me in your blood. Because I recognize there's things in my life, and the Bible calls it sin. There's sin in my life that is the obstacle between me and you. Me coming closer to you means I have to get over some of these obstacles that keeps me from getting closer to you. And that's my sin. What is my sin? My sin is founded, first of all, in my desire to rule my own life. Therefore, it's about my desires, my dreams, my wants, my will, my fears, my concern, my everything. And when I present myself to the Lord, I'm starting to turn away from my, and I'm saying, Lord, it's, this is about you. And then I say, Lord, forgive me my sin. And as we had that word earlier, there's no condemnation. He doesn't say, well, you know. He says, I forgive you. You're washed by the blood of Christ. And when I wash, I can come closer to him. And that must be my lifestyle, this rhythm of constantly saying, Lord, wash me. So that nothing will draw me away from you. So that nothing will entangle me and distract me. But that my heart will grow towards you. And then the third thing is, third thing is, humble yourself. As I present myself, Lord, it's not about me, it's about you. As I say, Lord, forgive my sin, remove the obstacles, those things that keep me from you. There's a humility that gets developed. And the humility is saying, it's not about me, it's about you. And I cannot live my life to this great way that you want me to live with the consequence and the, the, the effect that my life is supposed to have without you. I humble myself before you. More of you. And if we live that, can continue with that, you will see your heart begin to desire him more and more. More and more. It's little steps, daily. Just turn your heart towards him. When you've fallen into something that draws you away from him, just come back and say, Lord, forgive me my sin. I humble myself before you. And then the scripture says, it, 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 that verse ends and he says, and he will lift you up. You know the picture I have in my mind is that picture of when my kids were babies and I've just done their nappies or washed, bathed them and now I've put on their diaper and then I, you know, powder and the whole thing and then I would pick them up and I would kiss them before I put them to bed. Jesus says, and you will be lifted up because you will experience his nearness. The last one is to step out. Two things that I believe the Lord is saying to us in stepping out. So step in. Say, here, here I am, Lord. Be present. Arrive. Step closer. Say, Lord, I want more of you. I want more of you in my life. And then the last one is step out. Step out in faith. 
I think one of the things that 2020, from 2020 to 2023 did is it made our faith a lot about just surviving, holding on, making do, just keeping things. And, and it was a lot of what leadership was about, was just negotiating through all the turbulence. But I believe the Lord is now saying it's time to step out in faith. It's time to take on some new things. It's time to take on that project. And if you're in business, I believe the Lord is saying to you, now's the time to begin to pray and say, Lord, what do you want me to step out into faith? I need to trust God more than I've ever trusted him before. It requires trust to survive, but it requires some more and even a different kind of trust to take ground, to move forward. And I believe the Lord is calling his people and saying, this world needs you to step out in faith. Because if the Christians just keep in our our bubble and try and survive, the rest is going to hell very fast and we are surviving. That's not our faith. Our faith is to step out. Step out. Say, Lord, I'm going to step out in faith and I'm going to, I'm going to trust you for more. I'm going, to, I'm going to want you to use me more than ever before. So I'm going to step out in faith. I'm going to t- take a bit more risk. Now, not irresponsible risk. Risk in, Lord, what are you saying? I'm sure I know what you're saying and I'm going to step out. You said you will do and I trust you that you will do what you said you will do. I'm going to trust God. Trust him. And the second one is to step out on our front lines. It may be that you've never gotten to share your faith with somebody on your front line. Now, if, you, if you're visiting with us, the word front line may be foreign to you. It's just a concept that we use to describe our everyday, where we are, where God places us to be the salt and the light and to, to build his kingdom and how we do that. And it may be that you've never been a mouthpiece for truth or, and justice on your front line. Now you can say, Lord, I want to step out. I want to trust you that you will use me on my front line more than ever before. I'm stepping out. I'm stepping out. But I want to remind you, all of this is an invitation. This is not the Father saying, come here. This is the Father saying, come. Let me show you what I can do if you and I can work together. But that requires you to choose your response. So I'm going to lead us in a prayer as I finish. You can stand with me. And this prayer, I'm going to ask us to read it out loud. We're going to put it on the screens and and we're going to read it. And I want you to join with me. But... If there's something in your spirit that resonates, if there's something in your heart, if you're hearing something, you perhaps don't even understand it completely, but there's something in you that says, yes, Lord, I want to step into 2024, then I'm going to invite you to pray this prayer with me. We're going to distribute this prayer and put it on our platforms and everywhere so that perhaps it may be something we can just touch on every now and then to remember. But it's just a simple prayer that's going to take those three points and put them in a prayer form. And so what I'm going to ask you to do is just read it with me. And then I'll pray for you. Is that okay? And then we're going to be done. Let's pray together. So here we go. Go with me. Lord, I come to you. Read with me as I read. I step into your presence with deep gratitude that you always welcome me. Help me step closer to you and wash away the sin that keeps me from knowing you more. I humble myself before you. Strengthen me to step out in faith. Deepen my trust in you and empower me to be an instrument of your purpose on my front line. 
I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let me just pray for you. Father, I thank you today in Jesus' name. Thank you for your invitation. And I'm aware, Lord, that here with us in this room online, listening on the radio, there are some that are saying, I don't know if I can step in. I'm just hanging on for dear life. I pray that no matter where we are, in our state, in our expectation, in our emotional being, that right now that we will feel your presence that says, I'm with you. I'm with you. And even this step that I'm asking you to take, I will give you the strength to take it. And your step is not the person next to you, your step. It's your step. It will be different. It will look different. But I'm asking you just respond. Just respond. Just respond to me. Just say yes. And so I pray for that. I, I, I speak into our spirits today and I pray, Lord, for a responsive spirit in Jesus' name. A spirit that says, here I am, Lord. I trust you. I'm in. And I'm going to put action to my words. I'm going to decide to not be on the periphery anymore, to not play it safe, to not just keep an eye on things, but to step in. And then I'm going to trust you, Lord, to draw me nearer to you. I want to thirst for you. I want to know you more, and I want to know your kingdom more. Here I am, Lord. And then I say, Lord, here I am. Send me. Send me out into this world with faith because I know you, and I know who you are, and I know your word. I can step out in faith. I'm going to get out of this boat and I'm going to step out, Lord. But I pray for that too, that moving of the Spirit in us because of your great love for us, because of this invitation. Come, Holy Spirit. So won't you just be in a moment, in a mode, just say, come, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for what you're doing in my life. Thank you for this opportunity. I want to co-labor with you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I break the power of any condemnation over any person right now. That condemnation that says you're not good enough, you're not strong enough, you're not clever enough, you're not joyful enough, you don't have enough personality, whatever that may be that the enemy is saying, I break that condemnation. And I speak a release of the Spirit here today so that we may step into that which you are having for us. And we we present this community to you together in Jesus' name. And we all say, amen, amen, amen. Amen. May the Lord bless you today. May the Lord go with you. I don't know if you read the weather report for today, but it was supposed to be a cool and cloudy day. So pray for the meteorologists. They are confused. But may you have a wonderful week, and the Lord bless you, and uh, we'll see you uh, in all our activities. And uh, remember to go to the Connect Lounge if you want to find more about our congregation. If you need prayer this morning for anything, then please come to the front. Our team will be available and really ready and excited to pray for you. If you need anything, if you're online, you're not going to connect with us, you'll see the email address on your screen and connect with us, uh, and may the Lord just bless you.